What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. We're back. Another episode of Too Long this Sunday night, Sunday evening, wherever the hell you are in the world. Hope you're doing good. Hope you had a good weekend. If you're starting off your week, I hope it's going to look good. A smooth sailing up ahead. But tonight we're watching Johnny Bravo. Episode, uh, well, season, season three, episode eight. They're in three little bits, ABC, three little mini-series, about six minutes each. Tried to find something nice for everybody. I don't When I say nice, I just wanted to pick something with a good name in there. So we've got here lined up. We've got Jurassic Dork, uh, Mascot Academy, and Full Metal Johnny. All right. Now, when you guys are ready, we're going to try and do it in some kind of a sequence here so we, we can cue ourselves up if you guys are able to. Uh, so let's go ahead with Season 3, Episode 8A, Jurassic Dork. In 3, 2, 1. <laughs> All right. Now you got the intro right here. It says, written by Paul. Okay, no, not the intro, but the... Uh, the opening animation. Johnny's staring down. Teeth of a T-Rex. There's Johnny on the pole. Do a little pole dance. Alright. Here we go. Let me turn this up a little bit. Here's Johnny. Now, what can we say about Johnny Bravo? I mean, Cartoon Network's probably one of Cartoon Network's finest uh, show out there. Now, for myself, growing up in Canada, this would have played on Teletoon. I remember this playing on Teletoon. I want to say a little bit later at night when I, you know, for a kid, eight, nine o'clock's pretty late. Today, I don't know how it is, but back then it was pretty, pretty tiresome to stay up that late. Um, it would have played during the week, I imagine. It's a weekly show, maybe Saturday mornings. Uh, maybe for Cartoon Network, it was a Saturday morning show. I have no idea. But for myself, on Teletoon in Canada, this was a late night show. <clears throat> this played along, <clears throat> pardon me there, I got a little thing there. This played along with, uh, from what I remember, Angela Anaconda, if you guys remember that show. I don't know if that's a Canadian show or American show, but Angela Anaconda played with this uh, Fly Tales. Another one. I'm trying to think what else would have played. I don't know why, but I'm thinking of Felix the Cat. Just those nice cartoon late night shows. Oh, he's inside the... Uh... Now, what's Johnny's deal? He's just some cool... Grease-looking guy, right? With always combing his hair. But what's his what's his mojo? Let's take a look here. Johnny Bravo is an American animated TV television series created by Van Partible. Cool name. Uh, for Cartoon Network, it is the second of Cartoon Network's cartoons. Okay, so it's the second show. So it's right when it started off. I imagine Cartoon Network started in '96, '97, which aired from '97 to August 2004. So that's quite a long time for a cartoon. But hang on a sec. How many seasons were there? Well, let's let's take a look. Well, oh, a total of 67 episodes. Now, when they say episodes, are they talking about the minis? Or are they talking about, like, actual episodes? Well, I see here there's four seasons, and there's a whole bunch of short episodes. Those short episodes look pretty interesting. How long would they have been? Well, they're not very long. They're, like, a couple seconds long. But four seasons, and in season four, you've got... 13 episodes, okay. So there's a lot of little mini-episodes, put it that way. But, uh, the series centers on the title character, who is loosely based on Elvis Presley. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the voice sounds like Elvis Presley, but the, I don't know, the, the look kind of looks like Grease. From Grease Lightning, uh, <clears throat> you know, the movie Grease 1 and 2. I don't know if those characters are based off, off Elvis Presley or the Fonz or how that works. <clears throat> Not too culturally familiar uh, with that era, 
Johnny Bravo is a sunglass-wearing motherfucker, muscular young man who lives with his mother, oh, and attempts to get women to date him. Though he is usually unsuccessful, kind of makes sense. He ends up in bizarre situations and predicaments, often accompanied by celebrity guest characters such as Donny Osmond and or Adam West. Cool. Big shout out to Adam West. Bless his soul. I actually met Adam West in uh, Comic Con. Cool guy. He asked me. Uh, he asked me what I did for my line of work. I told him I was a student, and uh, he says oh, that's really nice. <laughs> you know, in the Adam West kind of tone. But right beside him was Burt Ward, his uh, companion, his sidekick, uh, Robin from the from the Batman TV series. Okay, uh, throughout its run, the show was known for its adult humor and pop culture references. Now, see, I wouldn't have gotten many of those pop culture references. All I remember from Johnny Bravo, let me tell you what I know about Johnny Bravo, from what I remember. I don't know a whole lot, but I know it was a really popular show, and whenever it was on, it was fun to watch. And... I mean, I don't remember. The reason I don't remember so much about it is because so much there was so much cartoon. There was so many cartoons going on back then, and and, and I just didn't have time. And, 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 and. Now the reason is because Johnny Bravo was just all over the place, all over the map. It's hard to hard to keep track unless you're a really good fan, a really big fan of the show, and you can you have access to it. You know, often you probably you know it's one of those shows that plays Monday to Thursday, and you're gonna see it every single day. Throughout the week, you're going to remember that show. For myself, this show played once every week or two because uh, I didn't get access to it much. I I guess I didn't watch much late-night cartoons during the week. and uh, For whatever reasons, Johnny Bravo wasn't on my radar very much. But when it was on, I definitely appreciated it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was it was unique. I, I kind of got the fact that it was sort of supposed to be some Elvis Presley, you know, especially the voice. The voice sounds a whole lot like Elvis Presley. But let me tell you what I actually thought Johnny Bravo was. When people said, oh, did you watch Johnny Bravo last night? I used to think it was something like a Johnny Carson or um, David Letterman. I honestly thought this whole time, uh, not this whole time, but when I was a kid for a good while, I thought that Johnny Bravo was a, a late night show. And people would say, oh, did you watch Johnny last night? Did you watch Johnny, Johnny whatever? And I always assumed it was some late night show because I'm, I'm guessing Johnny Carson was big. Or uh, all those other shows, I don't know. But just the name, Johnny Bravo, just think about that name. Doesn't that sound like a, a perfect late-night host name? And here's Johnny Bravo! Sounds like it. Sounds pretty good. End of the day, it wasn't. It was wrong. And then when I did finally catch an episode, I was like, Ah, this is Johnny Bravo. Made by uh, Van Partible. What a cool name. These names are fucking awesome. Now, is Johnny Bravo... Okay, it was just pitched... For the series, let's get back into it here. P Partible pitched the series to Hanna-Barbera's animator showcase What a Cartoon. Uh, basing it on its senior thesis project he produced while attending Loyola Marymount University. So this is a university project. This is somebody's hard work, uh, and they did a really good job, and they brought it to some producers, Hanna-Barbera, according to this. A pilot short aired on Cartoon Network in 95. The series was renewed for a second season in 1999. Okay, so from 97, they had, I guess, a first season. Two years later, they renew it. Uh, during which Partable left. No! And the show was retooled under the direction of Kirk Tingblad. Whoa! Gotta love these stage names. These are awesome. Well, they're not stage names. These are real names, but they sound like stage names. Kirk Tingblad and Vin Partable made Johnny Bravo. No, only Vin Partable made it. In 2003, for the series' fourth season, Partable returned and restored the show to its original format and style. 
In its four seasons, a total of 67 episodes have aired. The first three seasons were produced by Hanna-Barbera Cartoons, while the fourth season was produced by Cartoon Network Studios. So we're, we're watching right now a Hanna-Barbera original, if you will. Lucky enough, I didn't. I had no idea. Hey, guys, second episode started. Sorry, it already went by. You get what you get. So the next episode's called Mascot Academy. If you're following along, good for you. There's Johnny with a football on the ice, playing all four sports, whatever it is, soccer, dog racing, basketball. He's a, he's a specimen. Oh, and the cheerleaders are after him. Oh, he's imagining it. <laughs> but now that I think about it, it does look like a whole lot like Hanna-Barbera. It looks like if Hanna-Barbera uh, just kept evolving, which is obviously what happened. Even the characters there, they... I'm, uh, I guess I'm seeing more Hanna-Barbera now than I've ever seen in this show before. There's something about it. There's just something about the, the cut animation. You know, when I think about this, I think about uh, Samurai Jack being the next step. I see Johnny Bravo. I see the way it's drawn. And I see the, the creator of uh, Samurai Jack, Gendy Tartakovsky, you know, what his name is. I mean, the guy's a legend. I'm, I should get his name right, but my apologies. But it just feels like that's the next level, you know? And I don't know what it is. There's something about Hanna-Barbera cartoons that just feels so comforting. feels like it's embedded in our animation ancestors or something. I don't know. Cartoons really only started becoming a thing in the 70s. Waking up on Saturday mornings, 70s, 80s. 80s really kicked it up a notch. And the 90s just injected themselves with whatever serum they had and fucking really brought it up a notch. The 2000s, early 2000s are good as well. And then it just, for me, it just started becoming... A huge uh, money grab, no care for the uh, the audience. Now they're just rehashing everything. I don't know. I have very... It's hard to say I have a little respect for the cartoons today because everybody's got to eat and everybody's got to survive and pitch their, pitch their ideas. But it just feels like, you know, the animation studios aren't giving it their all. They're not giving it 100%. And I understand it's business as usual, right? And the business model today is make more with less. Oh, that's cool. That horse is pretty cool. <laughs> He's branding himself. Stud. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, mascot madness. I get it. I get it. Johnny Bravo's a giant fish. Giant bass. Is that an actual mascot in there or a real horse? No. That's no, got to be a mascot. <laughs> that penguin reminds me of the penguin from uh, Woody Woodpecker. I forget, his, I forget his name, but cute little penguin. Johnny Bravo was nominated for four Annie Awards. A little Annie, huh? And one Young Star Award. And two Golden Reel Awards. The series helped launch the careers of several animators, including Seth MacFarlane. Huh. And Butch Hartman. Interesting. Spinoff media include comic books, right? DVD and VHS releases, collectible toys, and video games. The Johnny Bravo video game. I'm sure that's a cool one. What do you think that's from? I want to say Game Boy. Let's see. What do you guys think the Johnny Bravo video game? Or PS2. PS2 or Game Boy? What is it? PS2. Okay, there's a PS2 game. Hold on a sec. Oh, cool. It's in 3D. It looks really cool. That actually looks quite decent. I don't know how the game went. And it, it kind of looks like there's a side-scrolling one. Let's take a look here. Ah. Oh, there's one for the DS. Nintendo DS. Datarama. Surprising. Actually, very surprising. Hmm. Very, very surprising. And it, for some reason here, it looks like there's a 2019 Johnny Bravo game that looks 
I don't know if it's real or not. No idea. Very cool. Cartoon Network Speedway. I guess Johnny Bravo is a character in there. Cartoon Network characters. They got a. They have a. Very, Cartoon Network has a very rich list of characters they could pick from. Same with Nickelodeon. I put I put them in the DC Marvel for cartoons. Right, you got Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. And I guess they're competing with each other somehow and making it work. Now Nickelodeon today. I don't know if it's just me, but it really feels like Nickelodeon kind of went away from the cartoon world. I'm not to say they're not doing cartoons anymore, but it feels like they're focusing more on those teen sitcoms. Those little, you know, the Ariana Grande shows and, um, you know, iCarly's and whatnot, those Drake and Josh. I feel like they're, they're still doing those, a whole lot of those. Cartoon Network has never really been known to do that. I mean, in the title, Cartoon Network, they're doing cartoons. But if you guys had to pick Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon, what would it be? Uh, for myself right now, I'm feeling a whole lot of Cartoon Network vibes. But there's something about the old Nickelodeon that I, I, you just can't be beat. Just can't be beat. When you got, you know, SpongeBob, Rockwell's Modern Life, Hey Arnold, Angry Beavers, Cat Dog, um, Wild Thornberries, Rugrats. I mean, just to name those. There's so many more. But that lineup is legendary. Absolutely legendary. Not to say Cartoon Network doesn't have any legendary lineup. But if I had to take the best from both worlds like the top top years i would pick nickelodeon but today i i would probably want to give more respect to cartoon network if that's a thing if you can do that oh and what a catch by did he catch it no idea no idea if he go oh, there's johnny's finger he got it he got it Woo! way to go john way to go jonathan fish proud of you it looks super red Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> oh, he just got flipped. You got knocked the fuck out! <laughs> oh, if they made an abridged series on this, it'd be amazing. Any abridged series for any show would be pretty good. If they did a... I, guys, I think that's the end of... No, it's almost... We're almost at the end of the episode. We got 15 seconds left on this episode. Uh, Mascot Academy, they call it. And right after... Where is it? Mascot Academy. And then it'll be Full Metal Johnny. Excited to see what's in that one. Here we go, guys. Full Metal Johnny by Gene Grillo. Let's try to see if Seth MacFarlane's name appears. Hey, there's Kirk Tingblad. Cool names, honestly. Tingblad, what do you think that is, German? Vin Portable, I feel like that's Dutch or something. But Portable could be English. Vin could be Vincent, right? Hey, Vinny! Can you imagine you're in university, you've got to do a, a thesis, you got to do your final paper, your final thing, and your major is cartooning. And you got to go all out, you got to get the best grade. You did such a good, imagine this, you did such a good job that you're willing to take your final piece of work and bring it to a cartoon network. I mean, a cartoon studio or whatever. You know, the Cartoon Network. Hanna-Barbera. You bring it to Hanna-Barbera. And they say yes. Could you imagine that right out of university? You've got your, your hard work from from your studies. And it becomes your bread and butter. Could you imagine that? It's like winning the lottery. Quite literally like winning the lottery. But then again, if you win the lottery, you get lucky. But not to say this guy got lucky. But you know how they say. Luck happens with hard work and perseverance and 
an opportunity, something like that. So when you take it all together, it's luck plays a little bit of a role, but the hard work part definitely takes ma the majority of the seat. A journey, bravo. Piece of art. Oh, those Rorschach tests. What do you guys see? Oh, am I losing my mouth? <laughs> hey, listen. I have uh, something in my car. Just one minute. Wait, is he going to jail? Oh, he's going to boot camp. I guess he's uh, he's going in the meat grind. He wasn't that bright. Shave him up. Let's see what Johnny Bravo looks like when he's shaved. How much you want to bet another another set of hair is going to grow? I'm just guessing. Let's see what happens. Oh, okay. You couldn't get it. I knew someone was going to happen with the hair. You can't touch that hair. What do you think you're doing? Johnny Bravo's the only one allowed with hair. <laughs> He's going to hit on her, right? Of course, you have to. It's Johnny Bravo. He's the uh, the world's ch the world's charmiest charmer. There you go. Oh, she got him in an arm lock. She's tapping out with his foot. <laughs> oh, you don't see stars around people's heads anymore in cartoons. When's the last time you guys saw a, a modern-day animation cartoon? I mean, probably have, but I haven't seen one in a while. Then again, I don't watch much of the new stuff. But it just feels good to see the old stars and planets rolling around the, uh, the knocked-out head. Cartoons, there's something about it. The way they portray the simplest things in such a grand manner. can only do it in cartoons. Animation, work of art. Ah, I'm having such a hard on right now for animation. Oh. Oh. So good. How did that happen? How did, see, how did he come out that couch? Now, how did he get in there? He's just mashing potatoes. How did he get to boot camp? Well, if you would have been watching, you'd fucking know, but we're not really watching, are we? I just want to go back here and see what else we have on Johnny Bravo. So, yeah, Seth MacFarlane was working on this. That's interesting. It was one of his first jobs, his first gigs, I guess. I mentioned this in another episode, but I was watching Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, the animated series, if you guys remember. Uh, and Seth MacFarlane's name appeared in there. I, I don't know if he wrote an... I think he wrote one of the stories. I don't remember which one, maybe the Christmas one or something, but... Uh, I remember seeing his name in the credits. That was really cool. Oh, what's this? Hang on. I just want to see this. Much of the series' humor is derived from celebrity guest star appearances and reference to pop culture. Okay, for example, one, se one season one episode is based around homages of the Twilight Zone. Okay. And in another episode, one of the village people can be seen in the background. The series has had numerous guest stars, including Adam West, Shaquille O'Neal, Seth Green and Donny Osmond, okay. In the first season, creator Van Partible intended for the show's middle segment to be a form of Johnny Bravo meets. Okay, a parody of the new Scooby-Doo movies, which would feature appearances from popular 70s icons, but guest star were used informally after the second season began. Many Hanna-Barbera characters had cameo appearances in the series, including the cast of Scooby-Doo, Speed, Speed Buggy, uh, Jabberjaw, Fred Flintstone, Yogi Bear, the Blue Falcon, Black Widow, and Huckleberry Hound. Okay. 
Well, I'm just skimming through this to see what else seems interesting. I'm sure there's a whole lot. You know, the hardcore fans of this show tell me a whole bunch about it. But very cool. Yeah, for so for some reason, I don't know why I thought this was... Well, I think I told you why I thought this was a late-night host show, but it started to make a little more sense, the fact that they were, they were going to do a form of Johnny Bravo meets. And I'm guessing that would have been some kind of a sit-down talk show, kind of like Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Another Hanna-Barbera classic turned into a comedy, like The Brack Show or C-Lab 2021. Or Harvey Birdman, right? Just the the humor that they did with all these old characters, rehashing these old characters and turning them into, uh, you know, modern day comedy is genius. It's actually amazing. A lot of these characters, most people, Harvey Birdman. I never knew Harvey Birdman was a fucking thing until Harvey Birdman attorney of law. Turns out he was an original Birdman. He was an original from Hanna Barbera. And now that just makes me want to go back and watch some Harvey Birdman and see what that was about. But I'm guessing it probably wasn't as good. I mean, the good Hanna-Barbera shows got the attentions they deserved. Oh, there he is. He's stuck in U.S. Army Fort Frostbite. Oh, that's the end of it. So he got he got brought into the Army. He went through boot camp. And now they're shipping him off in the middle of nowhere. See ya. But guys, that was it. That was Johnny Bravo. Nice for a Sunday night. Actually, it feels good for a little Sunday night show. A uh, little, little bit of comedy, a little bit of old school cartoon. Get us going for the week. Why not? Feels feels nice. Let's just see what else they have here. After the first season, Johnny Bravo was put on hiatus until it was picked up for an unexpected second season in 99. You imagine that? They would have never had a second season. It was unexpected. Van Partable got fired during Warner Brothers' takeover of Turner Broadcasting, and Kirk Tingblad took over as director. Could you imagine that? You create the show, you make the show, it goes on a network, they fire you from your little baby and bring in Kirk Tingblad. How much do you think Van Partable hates Kirk Tingblad? Well, he probably doesn't hate him. He hates the network, I would, I would assume. Oh, leading to a major retooling in the show's visual style, tone, humor, and character. So they take your baby and they rehash it. Take your characters. Basically, I guess people, there's probably the argument out there that, well, definitely is that the show was better or the show was, I don't know, that's why the show got successful. But you have to feel for Vin Partable to some degree, right? Vin or Van? They write Van Partable here. Am I, have I been saying Vin this whole time? Sorry, it's Van Partable. Get it right! Making fun of the fucker. Make it right. I'm not making fun of him. I just think it's a cool name. I like cool names. I like unique things, unique names. There's a guy here called Steve Marmel. He's a writer and producer, including Fairly Odd Parents, I Am Weasel, Danny Phantom, Family Guy. So that's the thing. All these guys worked on the shows together. That's why there's that feel and that flavor all across. Using dipping the same spoon across the different shows. You're still going to have that flavor from the last show, right? Johnny Bravo, home media releases. 2004, 2005. The last thing was Hall of Fame, number one, March 13, 2012. Christmas Rocks. Uh, not much on Johnny Bravo. I mean, there's there's a, probably a huge fan base out there. I know, in fact, I know there is. I know a lot of people who enjoy Johnny Bravo. I, I myself enjoy it, but I'm not, I'm not the big connoisseur of the show. I mean, I don't know all these shows. I just remember watching them and enjoy... You know, and just enjoy the, the, the moment and the feeling we had when we did watch him. And what about you guys? What do you guys remember from Johnny Bravo? 
Go on, uh, go on TuneLong.com, go on the forum, start a forum up if you guys enjoy it. Let me know. Uh, I'll, I'll talk with you. See what, uh, see what kind of things you guys enjoy from back in the day. There's always some little aspect or secret or little specialty from every show. Every show has that the little moment of, uh, of the unknown. And it's fun. It's just fun to bring it out into the light and talk about it once more after all these years. But how much you want to bet they're going to bring back Johnny Bravo? They're probably already talking about him. You guys probably know. I don't know anything, but I would imagine they're going to probably bring back a bunch of these shows. Maybe even in the the CG format. They probably they probably will. They did it with uh, Fairly Odd Parents. They're doing it, they're doing it with the popular ones now. But when they run out of ideas with the popular ones, then they'll go in the vault and pick something else. God forbid they make a new show, right? Wouldn't it be fun to see all these old characters, these old, not these old characters, these old creators come back and make something new? Go back for the inspiration, the thing that made them go into the business in the first place. You know, Joe Murray, he made uh, Camp Laszlo. Make some more, make some more stuff. You, you make great content. Uh, you know, Van, Van, uh, what was his name? Van Partable. Maybe get out there. I don't know what he's been doing, though. Let's take a look. Let's see what... Van Partables. Oh, he's Philip. He's Filipino here. It says here. Is a Filipino born American animator. Right? There's no for animator. Johnny Bravo. Okay. You know what his real name is? I'm going to tell it. Oh, cool. I get it. Now I know why it's called Johnny Bravo. His real name is Ephraim Giovanni Bravo Partable. There's the Bravo in Johnny Bravo right there. Fight too soon. He's 49 years old. Still got time. What else has he worked on? If you go to vampartable.com, we'll find out. Go to, go check out vampartable.com, guys. That's his website. Give him some love. Give him some support. Honestly, I have no idea how the history of uh, how how it all went down with Johnny Bravo and whatnot. But wow, what a cool website. Go check it out. He's got some cool art. Looks like he does some voices or some singing. Um, sharing my story with countless people around the world. He creates. There's nothing on here about Johnny Bravo. Okay, it says here. He's going to share. So, oh, it says right here. Salutations. Welcome to my website where you can explore all things Van. I'm guessing you're here because you're interested in seeing what I've been doing lately. Absolutely. Or you're curious to see what kind of Johnny Bravo stuff I've got to share. Mm. Or your browser auto-corrected you. You searched man article. <laughs> Whatever the reason, I'm glad you're here. I've uploaded oodles of eye candy and peppered personal stories throughout the site are for you an enjoyable browse. If you visited here before, you may notice that I'm now using Squarespace. And blah, blah, blah. Cool. Very cool. So he goes around, speaks, does his thing. So if you guys are curious what Van Partible's doing, go check out his website. And you know the thing is with a lot of these creators, if you have a piece of art, uh, I'll give you an example, like, Joe Murray, if you have anything from Rocco's Modern Life, you can send it to him. He'll sign it. Now, I don't know if he's still doing that, but a lot of these actors, voice actors, producers, animators, they'll, uh, they're very cool. They're very chill people. Um, if, you if you have some piece, some DVD copy, uh, I would imagine try to get something online like a production cell. Send it in. Write a little story, a little letter, uh, or even write a little email beforehand to see, maybe make sure you don't lose it in the mail. And just find out if you can get an autograph, quick autograph, or a quick uh, custom drawing, send them a tip, send them a, you know, 50, 100 bucks, whatever it is, 
it, but it's nice to get something directly from the creators. And I think Van Partima would do that. If, you, if you're a big Johnny Bravo fan, now I'm not saying he would. Uh, I don't know the guy. But I think I, he seems like a really nice guy. Van Partible. And I'm going to get his name right. Mad respect. My apologies for getting your name wrong, sir. And uh, what else? So, yeah, so it looks like he hasn't really done uh, major cartooning from, from what I saw, but he's still active as an animator. He's still doing what he loves, passionate. But who was the other guy here? Kirk? Kirk? Ch -ch -ch I just want to find his name here. Come on, boys. Where is he? Kirk. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. I can't find him on... Uh, let's, do a, let's do a little search. Okay, Kirk Tinblad. Okay, you can't really cook his name. Let's see what Kirk Tinblad is doing. I think if I had to ask a question to Van Partible, it would probably be, what do you think of Kirk Tinblad? <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't hate the guy. I'm sure he knows what happens. and It's just business, the shitty part of business. But Kirk Tinblad began his career animating commercials and animating a TV special on TV specials and features from his studios in Minnesota. He moved to Chicago. Okay. Director animator for Star Tunes, working on Tiny Toot Adventures, Tasmania, and Animaniacs. Very cool. He's got Pinky in the Brain here and uh, Space Jam, animation department. So he's worked on some major stuff. Kirk Timbland is a big name. And he's still going. Loud House, Scooby-Doo, Frank and Creepy, Tom and Jerry, Son of Batman, Justice League War. It's a lot of Scooby-Doo. Tom and Jerry again. Planet Hulk. I mean, the guy's got quite the repertoire. Oh, Pinky Elmira and the Brain. I don't remember that. There's a TV series called Pinky Elmira and the Brain. Rob Paulson voice, by the way. Yeah, Pinky the Brain. Great Rob Paulson. Brain, Maurice LaMarche, yes. Okay, one season. One season with how many episodes? Oh, quite a few. I never knew that. There's, there's 25 episodes of Pinky, Elmira, and The Brain. I never knew that. I got to check that out. See, when you start going down the good rabbit hole, you never know what you're going to find. Well, guys, I think I'm going to wrap it up for this week, this weekend. I should say I'm going to try and do an episode this Thursday night or whenever this week, whenever you guys can tune in. doesn't matter, really. As long as we're hanging out, having a good time, and watching some good old shows. So go check out uh, Facebook, YouTube, all that shit. Uh, remember to hit that thumbs up and shove that up your ass. And uh, go to tunealong.com. The website's coming up nicely. Working on it every day here. And uh, we'll be seeing you on the next one. Uh, thank you for stopping by and taking time on your, you know, your long day. You guys didn't have to stop by. But uh, for those of you that did, I really appreciate it. And I hope to see you on the next one. And have a great week. Take care now. Bye-bye.